It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in. Hour number two of the program here on Thursday, 508-996-0500. Or you can hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. And uh, we would love to talk with you about a variety of things uh, that are going on today. We, I mentioned my article on King's Castle Land is finally done and finally posted at WBSM.com and on the app. So if you want to check that out, you can. I think that uh, if you remember the park, it'll give you some good, warm, fuzzy memories. And if you never went to the park, it'll give you a rough idea of what it was like. I mean, who else had a fire-breathing dragon, an actual fire-breathing dragon? So um, check it out if you haven't read about it. We can also talk about that story in the Boston Globe regarding a New Bedford police detective and his seven-year romantic relationship with the fiancé of an alleged drug dealer and how he used that relationship to uh, allegedly cultivate information from her. Uh, And again, as I mentioned, there are investigations by both the New Bedford Police Department and the Bristol County District Attorney's Office into how that information was acquired uh, so we'll, we'll of course, follow up with that and, and keep an eye on that and bring you more information on that as it happens. But you can read that story at the bostonglobe.com website. And also, there's another story I want to discuss coming up about, well, uh, a woman who you could probably describe as a Karen near a Fairhaven beach. So we'll get into that more. But right now, let's go to the phones. 508-996-0500 is the number if you want to call in and chime in. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Uh, doing all right. I was listening, too, because I, I listened to South Coast tonight, too, with Marcus Farrell. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had the mayor on last night. And his account of the conversation with Councilor Ferreira, is, uh, he gave a different account. Basically uh, saying that he didn't call, uh, did, didn't say that his uh, Council Ferrer's, uh, Ferreira's rather, uh, his idea was stupid. So I know they, uh, I know that Marcus had uh, both councils Virgo and Ferreira, but their accounts are different than the mayor. And another thing, uh, our own state delegation, uh, Mark Montigny, uh, Chris Markey, and I believe it was Strauss. Regarding the waterfront project and how they try to reach out to the mayor and uh, they wouldn't respond back to him. And Mark Montigny, Montigny was also on with uh, Marcus Farrell a few weeks ago. And he said, you know, we had to basically send a letter uh, that he had uh, to respond to the project and uh, the amount of money that it was, co- was going to cost. Um, so I guess what I'm getting at is, uh, I'm losing confidence in this mayor and, and trust. And I'm wondering if many others in the city too, uh, are feeling the same way. Well, you know, you know how the saying goes, there's, there's three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth. And I think that, that, you know, we're getting the 
each side's characterization of, of how things went down. You know, the mayor talked about that with me uh, on one of his Wednesday appearances here. He talked about how, no, this was a public process. There was information that was out there about it, but that since the very beginning, Bill Strauss has been against it. So he's characterizing it as being something that was done in privacy when in secret when, you know, it was all laid out there for people to follow along with. And so, you know, he, the difference is, one side can have receipts while the other one is saying, oh, well, I didn't know about this. You know, the mayor can say, well, look, here's this, this and this posted on this date, this date and this date. So, I, I mean, I, I guess that's the only way you can really kind of solve solve well, the differences between the two sides. Let me just say this, Tim. If that's the case and Mark Montigny, according to what he stated on your station, was trying to reach out to him several times uh, to no avail. It never returned, uh, never re responded back, replied back to him that he had to use uh, his power within his, uh, within his seat to send a letter basically uh, ordering him to elaborate on this whole project. Uh, in other words, that all the details that it had to come to that, uh, it had to come to, to, uh, it had to come to that. Then you know that, that raises a lot of questions, and you know there's Linda Morad and then Brian Gomes and many others who say that you know it's with a mayor it's his way or no way, and he seems aloof and he doesn't really. Uh, uh, I mean, it appears to me I could be wrong that the lines of communication are, you know, fracturing, and when you have Mark Montigny, which I have a lot of confidence in says something on like that he's not going to say that in light unless it's true and you know i question i look at it like this too mark montigny is one of the the driving factors behind the redevelopment of state pier he was the one that pushed to get mass development to take it over so that something could actually start to happen there and so i would think that if there was things that were going on uh, in public, he would be on top of it. He would have been aware of it. So he he would have known and wouldn't have had to reach out to the mayor to get this information. Yeah, well, I just thought I'd bring that up because, you know, uh, especially uh, when you have a... Now, who? let me just say this final thing, uh, Tim, and thank you for letting me on your show. Uh, but who's telling the truth regarding uh, the conversation, Councillor Ferreira or the mayor? Somebody's not being forthright about what transpired there, and I guess we'll never know. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess, you know, that's a conversation where you can say, um, you know, because Councillor Pereira didn't say that the mayor told him his idea was stupid. You know, he, at least the way that I remember it being characterized is he, is he got lectured to about why his idea was dumb. That's what he said. And so I think that that, you know, that might be different in his eyes, what he's hearing, than maybe what the mayor intended to say, you know. But again, you're, you're getting their version of it, and you're right. Unless you were in the room, you're never going to really know what it was that happened. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, there's a lot of division, you know, within, uh, there's some division within the city councils, a division between the, the city council as a body with a mayor. And, uh, you know, it's kind of difficult for things to get done if, you know, there's a lot of uh, angst between all of them. I think but, uh, that's I, a concern of mine. And I think that concern is going to be a big, big issue coming up in the fall in the fall during election season. And I think that that's part of the reason why the council is coming forward about this. I think I think they want to make it an issue in the campaign. Yeah. Well, let me just say this. I've heard Mayor Lang on. He's come on at night. Uh, very smart guy. I've always respected him. 
And uh, I hope he throws his hat in the race when it comes time for mayor because uh, our city needs to go in the right direction. And, and it seemed when he was there, there was able open dialogue between the council and the mayor's office. But, uh, you know, I thought I shared that with you. And you have a good good day. You as well. Take care. 508-996-0500. I know... Uh you know, I wasn't covering the city council or, or you know, I was working as a sports writer uh, at the Standard Times during the Lang administration. But there was some breakdown between Lang and the council toward the end of his term. I know that. So it'll be interesting if he did run. Let's just say he did run and he did win. Uh, it would be interesting to see how he would work with the city council, considering there are some of the same people there. Jack, Jack Spillane talked about that uh, on Monday with us as well. 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. I want to get into the story that is out of Fairhaven. Uh, Michael Rock wrote the article about it. He's written a couple of articles about it. You can read it at WBSM.com and on the app. And this story is about in, uh, at a Fairhaven beach. Down in Manhattan Avenue, near the entrance to Pope Beach, there is a, there has been a report from a woman multiple times to police about people who were sleeping in their car outside of her house in the beach parking lot or in the area of the beach parking lot. And so she was on, basically she went on Facebook, this woman, and Complained in this Facebook group, uh, a Fairhaven Town Facebook group, about how these homeless people are sleeping in their cars at the beach. She's called the police. The police aren't doing anything about it. And she wanted the neighbors to kind of mobilize and keep an eye out and, you know, tell them that they're not welcome to park in the, in, in the parking lot and hang out there in their car and live in their car there. And she made that original post a couple of weeks ago. Michael Rock went and tried to find the people in the car. He was unsuccessful when he did. He tried to speak to the woman on the record for the story. She refused to speak to him on the record. And he kind of wrote up a little bit of something about it, but he has since been able to talk to the people who are in the car. And as it turns out, the 20-year-old woman who has been hanging out in her car with friends down at that beach, is not homeless. Her name is Callie Barbero, and she, or Barbaro, and she told Michael Rock that she lives down the street, but that she comes down to the beach to sit with her friends, hang out in the car, talk, watch stuff on their phones. Like, it's just the place that she goes to clear her head. And that she works late at night. Sometimes she goes and she meets up her friends down there. They're not doing anything wrong. According to her, they're just hanging out in the parking lot. And then she goes home. They are not sleeping in the car as been as, as has been characterized. Um, Michael wrote, I've lived on Grove Street, two streets up from the beach since I was six years old, this Callie Barbaro said. I'm just hanging out with my friends. Barbro says even though she's been spending time at Pope Beach daily for as long as she can remember, Fairhaven police have spoken to her about it half a dozen times in the past several weeks. Um, I know they have to respond to every call, she said, so I understand. I just wish whoever is calling them would leave me alone. I have just as much right to be at this beach as she does. She said she doesn't stay there overnight. 
The latest that they would hang out there would be until about midnight or so. Says she works a night shift and enjoys heading down to the beach to unwind in her car with her friends after she gets out of work at 11 p.m. She says uh, it can it can get loud and her kids are sleeping, so they go down to the beach and, and hang out in the car. And she called it disheartening because she said the beach is her favorite place to be. She said, the fact that I feel that I'm disturbing people just because they don't want to believe that I'm not homeless is sad. We do nothing. We sit in our car and watch TV. That's it. And police confirmed to Michael Rock that there has only been one person making complaints about it, and it is this woman who again refused comment for this story. So this is definitely a situation that people would characterize as someone being a Karen. As much as I hate utilizing that term, that's how you would kind of characterize this. This is somebody who sees something going on outside of her window and immediately calls the police without knowing the story of what's going on. And apparently has called the police multiple times about this. And the police have probably told her, hey, listen, this girl says she lives down the street. And she does have every right to be at the beach. So I don't know, you know, I don't know if Callie Barbaro is telling the truth, but I, I take her at her word that they're not sleeping there overnight, that they're just hanging out for a little while and then going home. I did the same. I, there were places in Wareham when I was dating that we would go and hang out, get out of work late. You know, we we had the area behind um, the Deacus School. Yeah, it's a controversial area because there's different things that have gone on there over the years, but it was a place that we would go and hang out. I remember, you know, going down there in my Trans Am on a date, hanging out, listening to music, you know, maybe making out a little bit in the car, whatever, and then leaving. That was a place where we could just sit and park, and, you know, we would usually get some food from, from Minerva's or something, eat some pizza in the car, hang out, listen to music, and then move on. And I'm sure you all had a place like that that you would go, the, the kind of your hangout place where you could just decompress and, and not do anything. Because if you go and you park in a parking lot somewhere, it's a little too public for some people. And you're actually more likely to disturb somebody in a parking lot than you are in a more secluded area. So I don't understand why this woman, first of all, couldn't get these answers for herself rather than just taking to social media and calling the police. And secondly, what if they were homeless? I mean, what does that say? This is not a matter of... I'm concerned about these people because they're homeless. Somebody come and offer them some support services. This was, I don't want those people parking at my beach. That's the way I have to assume it is because she refused to talk to Michael Rock for two stories. So I, I, I don't know. that she has bothered to learn this information. I don't know if this story is going to enlighten her to what's going on, and I don't know if it's going to stop her from calling the police if she feels like they shouldn't be down there.
But as Carly Barbaro said, I have every right to be down here as much as she does. And that does happen. I, I don't know the logistics of Pope Beach. I don't know the logistics of if it, if it is public. If it is something that is open to the public. I know the beach in my neighborhood in Wareham on the pond, we had three beaches. And those were not town beaches. Those were private beaches. The neighborhood was a private neighborhood. And they had made that decision decades ago, the Neighborhood Association, not because they wanted to be elitist, not because they wanted to have, you know, to keep people out from being able to use the beaches. It was because the na- the next neighborhood over, which was kind of colloquially referred to as Shangri-La, they had their own beaches, but people would go because their beaches weren't as well maintained and because they were more populated, people would leave their beach and come over into our neighborhood and use our beaches and, and kind of push out. Our beaches were small, so they would push people out from being able to use the beach that they were paying as part of an association for the maintenance of. So the, the neighborhood association made the decision to go private so that anybody that came and used the beach that didn't have a, 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 a ribbon from the association couldn't use the beach. And now as part of that, they sacrificed things like having the town come and plow during the wintertime when it snowed. Because it was a private neighborhood, we had to pay for that out of the association fees. And Wareham changed those rules a couple of years a couple of years ago where they said, no, the town will be plowing private roads. So, but still they got to maintain that privacy of the beaches for that reason. And we had somebody that would patrol, you know, somebody who was part of the association who would drive by the beaches in the summertime and look for those ribbons to see if anybody wasn't there that was supposed to be there. I don't know if they have that kind of situation at the beach or if it's public. I don't know if there are rules posted about what time you have to leave the parking lot. Sometimes there's signs that parking lots close at a certain time. But if there isn't those steps in place, then yeah. Callie Barbaro and her friends have every right to be there. And you've got somebody who just wants to turn it into a, you know, not in my backyard situation. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. You know, I really don't think it's fair that you'd be calling her a pejorative word such as Karen. No, I said um, that's what people refer to as a Karen situation. Well, that's that's a pretty nasty word to use. I don't um, think I don't think people named Karen I think would feel as that an way. Elderly woman, as an elderly woman, I can see that woman feeling fear if they're there till midnight or more to why? go to bed if she lives alone. Well, but why they're not doing anything to bother her? No, they're staying there and waiting to see if the lights go out. That's what you could think. You know, you've never been robbed. You've never lived alone, been helpless, and been robbed. Oh, I, I live alone. Had someone enter your home? Kids who don't care. And are stronger than you. Or people that don't live there and can disappear into the crowd and decide to rob you. So you should just assume that anybody that's outside your door is going to attempt to rob you. No. What you do is you say if someone is just sitting there and they're there until past the time you go to bed or midnight or more. I'm sure there's curfews for the city beaches. But 
you know, they've already made it so you can't go on West Island Beach unless you're, because uh, it's a private beach. They've mm-hmm. made that very certain. So I'm sure there's a curfew on the public beaches. And it's just, you don't know the fear of having someone just that you don't know sitting but she's she's called the police. The police obviously aren't concerned about the situation. She is. No, the police the police haven't had any problem but, with it. But she is concerned. If it, there's a curfew, the police have to enforce it. But if, if you have called the police, no curfew. They should tell her that there is no curfew. We cannot do anything. And I, I think the police have probably informed her. Again, she wouldn't talk to Michael Rock for the story, but I'm sure the police have informed her, based on her multiple well, calls, that, that she's not doing you're, anything wrong. You're assuming that they don't inform you of what they do. They really don't. Well, you don't know Very that. Few do. I know what happens in New Bedford. Well, this is Fairhaven. <laughs> you're making a and lot yeah, of assumptions yeah. here. Uh, just like you are calling the woman a Karen. That's first that's of all not calling somebody the N word because they're black or or you're, okay. Or, no, it's or, not. It's, it's not the same. Don't equate it's it. Just as bad. No, it's, it's not. Don't equate it. That's because you're that's because you're racist against older people. Huh? How's that? Well, first of all, that'd be ageism, not racism. Second of all, well, I'm ageism, not ageism, and you're ageist. Uh, what I'm what I'm against is people who don't listen to facts when they're presented to them and instead we'll just make wild assumptions about things so they aren't making wild assumptions she's frightened when you're frightened you call the police that's how we were brought up if you're frightened if you're afraid call the police and if the police could be somebody else that the police haven't talked to so she's called the police multiple times and the woman's still there so you've got to i would assume at that point that things are okay is it always the same yes it is don't know you're assuming that well, I read the story, unlike you. I read the story, too. Well, then and you know that it's the, the same woman. the only one that came forward and said she was questioned. That's the person that the woman has been complaining about. And you know that you've talked to the woman. No, Michael Rock talked to the people involved. I thought, uh, talked to the people that were talked to by the police. <sighs> there, are, there could be other people that show up. You too. can keep so arguing all you say, want about whether or not you're going to be car. right, but you're not going to be. All right, they got a new car, so I should ignore that because the police say it's all right for them to be there. And at night, that person's cruising the neighborhood looking for the places that they can rob. Yes, I do say rob a lot because I have been. I've seen what it's like in New Bedford, and unfortunately, it's spreading out because no one's doing anything constructively to get rid of the hobos, the vagrants, and the people that... I don't want to cut you short, but I got a bunch of phone calls and I got to take a break. And I know you've got binoculars next to your window that you got to get back to. So No, I don't do that. I, I will... stay in my house and hide because of the idiots that are out there. Well, that, that seems like you're just living in Led fear unnecessarily. You. you just called me an idiot? Oh, and then you're going to hang up. Really classy, Gladys Kravitz. 508-996-0500. Callers, hang on. I got to take a break. I didn't call the woman a Karen, A. I said this is what people refer to as a Karen situation. I don't use that term for people because I think it's stupid to call people that. And I think it's unnecessary to 
use somebody else's name as a way to, 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 to characterize somebody. But to say that calling somebody a Karen, to equate that to calling somebody a racist name, to equate to calling somebody the N-word, come on. It's not that bad. And it, it, it is a dumb term to use. It is a dumb term to characterize people. Um, you know, I would use busybody, nosy, uh, you know, person that cries wolf. I wouldn't call somebody a Karen. That's just the way that people characterize that situation. But uh, I've taken some calls that were a little bit ridiculous in recent weeks. That one is up there for sure. And I listen, nothing against the caller. I love her. She she does she get, she calls in and there's a lot of great calls with her. That one was just, you know, it's something that I I I can't can't stand by. 508-996-0500. Hang on, we'll be back in a few moments. New Bedford's News Talk Station. In 508-996-0500. I am the ageist idiot who hosts the program. Uh, so you can call in and talk to me at 508-996-0500. Or you can hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Uh, we've got a few of these. Steve B. in Fairhaven says, hi, Tim. Gotta love Karens. He used that term, not me. It's always fun to mess with them. Hopefully now more people go and park down there. LOL. Uh, answered seven in a cushion says, here we go again. People get hurt for saying a Karen. Just change the name then. Call her a Kate. Well, I wouldn't do that because that might get a little confusing since we have Kate in the newsroom. And Emma New Bedford says, this is good radio, LOL. So uh, we've got phone calls lined up, but we have room for you at 508-996-0500. Again, the story is at WBSM.com and on the app, written by Fun 107's Michael Rock. Uh, as he's been following up, there's an original story that's linked there as well. So you can get the original story of the woman posting this stuff on Facebook. Again, she refused to talk to Michael for the story. And then he spoke to the people in the car and got their side of things. And as it turns out, it is not a homeless person that is sleeping in the parking lot. It's somebody who lives in the neighborhood who is hanging out at the beach with her friends uh, a little bit late in the evening, a little bit late at night, and then going home afterwards. So 508-996-0500, you are next on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, Tim. Um, I just wanted to chime in real quick. Sure. Um, only for the fact that I, um, I live on Manhattan now. And okay. And I live 10 houses. I live on 10 houses from that beach. And um, by it. So I'm not saying what that woman uh, is saying is right. But I have seen in person myself a lot of strange um, stuff go on down there, um, particularly early in the morning between 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, cars racing up and down the road. Um, so, I mean, there's nothing wrong with hanging out. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I do feel that, you know, what goes on over here gets, gets ignored mm -hmm. um, as far as, um, I did make a report at one time. There was drug dealing going on down there at times. So I could see maybe, you know, that woman being afraid, but I think that's that's too far. Yeah, when you're so. targeting the same people all the time, when the police have apparently told you, you know, we talked to them, it's okay. So just characterize that road a little bit for me because I, I haven't been down it. Is, it. is it like a dead-end road that when you get to the end, there's the beach and that's it, and then you would turn around and yeah. come back the other way? 
Well, Manhattan goes all the way down. It's like a hill. Okay. So as soon as you come off the neck, you take a right at Jackson's, and that's Manhattan. That takes you straight all the way down to the beach, and which is a dead, dead end area. You can't go any further, obviously. But um, there is neighborhoods. You know, with the neighborhood, there's a lot of cross streets. So, I mean, the speeding is a, is a serious problem on this road. Sure. I mean, they come from down at that beach, and they come flying up this road. And there's a lot of kids in this neighborhood. I mean, somebody was hit a couple of years ago, I think, on Harvard trying to cross on a motorcycle. I mean, people, there's no stop signs down here. So it's, a, it's, it's just a lot, of, a lot of different things go on. But I still, I mean, I agree with you 100% about the woman being a little overzealous. Yeah, I mean, have you have you looked into? I mean, I know to get stop signs, it has to go through state approval, and uh, but have you looked into things like possible stop signs or or speed bumps to to try and slow down some of that traffic? I have not. Um, you know, it's just I, I I have made reports to the police, but not like this woman has. I mean, I think she her calling down her her calling them on a daily basis. Um, that's a waste of the police time, but. On the same sense, it would be nice to see, you know, if they sat, if the police actually sat on one of these side streets off of Manhattan, they would have tick, they would have tickets. <laughs> They'd be writing tickets half the day. That's that's the traffic that's coming in and out of here because of the beach. When I first moved here, that beach was very quiet. Nobody really went down there. With just maybe the neighborhood people and people who used to hang out, you know. But it's gotten much worse. Right, well, thank you for the insight. Um, I just wanted to, yeah, I thought maybe you guys have a little insight in where it is and what really goes on down there. Can, can, can I ask your first name? My name is Joe. So can we say, be a, be a Joe? Would that be offensive to you if we said, be more like a Joe? I know, huh? Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not like, you should say whatever. All right, thank you for the call. Have a good day. All right, you too, sir. Uh, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. Good morning. How's it going? I called the other. I just called the other day about uh, that Ruby Ginsburg. Yep. <laughs> then I Googled more because I was young when my parents brought us there. And it was on um, Ghost Hill, Ghost, what is it, Ghost, Ghost Hill Route 1. Sounds like my started. kind of place right there. Yeah, the whole area, right? Yeah, I thought of you when I was reading that. So I wanted to be. It was one did of you know about that one of those like Route One like roadside kind of places. Yes. Oh, I love yes. that idea. Yeah, and it, well, it's not there now, but I mean, it's, right. uh, it was being like the, the late fifties, and um, so like I, I said, I was very young. Bet you they had that big roadside neon sign. I'm sure, and uh, yeah, and, it's, and it's, it was called um, Adventure Car Adventure. So you go up to the window, and then you would say, Woo Ginsburg, and then they'd come out to the car. You know, remember the trays they used to put on the car? You yep. probably don't remember. No, I remember. And um, milkshakes and, and um, onion rings and the best hamburgers. I remember the taste of the hamburgers. And they were like half-pound hamburgers. My father got the smaller ones, but they got the free burgers. But um, anyway, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And I, I just thought of that the other day. Now, that Ginsburg guy was a... Uh, a DJ in Boston. A radio legend, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you knew that. I figured you knew that. Oh, yeah. And yeah he's, he just passed away in 22. Yeah. 90-something. He, he was around for a long time. He actually went to school with my grandmother 
I believe. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. he, he was somebody that my dad and my grandmother talked about. And then I always heard stories about Arnie Ginsberg. And then when I discovered the website northeastairchecks.com, you could find all the old air checks from DJs from the 50s and 60s. And that's when I got to hear Arnie Woo Ginsberg for the first time. And he, he definitely was that 1950s styles DJ. You know, we are playing yeah. the stacks of wax, the platters of matter, you yeah, know, like that, that kind of voice. Yep. I found him on Google doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He was, I, was, I didn't know who he was. So it sounds like, but yeah, that was, that was a radio <laughs> promotion. It sounds like, you know, if you go to the window yeah. and say, Woo Ginsburg, they'll give you a free burger. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was. And he did it for a long time. But we used to take Sunday rides all over. And I uh, think we lived in Danvers. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of nice places out there. Fun, fun places. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you for the yeah. call. Alrighty. You Bye-bye. have a good day. And you know, uh, our own Jack Peterson, who who passed away a few years ago, he was a DJ like that as well. He was in Lynn, uh, and there's actually on Northeast Air Checks, you can hear him counting down uh, from New Year's Day 1980. You can hear him counting down the top songs of 1979. And he's got that big, booming, echoing DJ voice, and he's like, and now with the number 13 song of 1979, Driver's Seat by Sniffing the Tears. And so it's uh, it's worth listening to hear Jack in his you know radio DJ days, and it was uh, and I listen to it now and then. I watch a lot of old Jack Peterson videos that are on YouTube and everything because I you know I, I miss the guy. He's one of the people that brought me into the station, him and Evan Russo. But um, it's certainly nice to hear you know the other side of him that he talked about a lot, uh, but that I, I never got to hear until then. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You are next on WBSM. Well, Mr. Weisberg, this is your favorite Karen. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Well, I'm not too good because I see you're irritating other callers like you irritate me. Yeah, you're not the only. You're in now, good company. <laughs> listen, nobody belongs on a beach after a certain time, like maybe 10 o'clock. Scram. You want me to believe they're watching TV in the car? Is that what you said or something like that? Yeah, they say that they hang out there, they talk, they watch some videos no, no, on their phone. No, no, no. Do you believe that, Tim? I think it's entirely plausible. No, I, no. I said, do you believe they're watching TV? Sure. That's crazy. Why would anybody want to be down there that late? Somebody that's down at the beach, like after 10, you can mostly assume they're doing something that's not too good. Now, I would not make that, that assumption. Maybe doesn't know if they're doing drugs, and all of a sudden they could turn into part of the Manson family and break into her home. She doesn't know. When she called the police, they, they, they apparently let her know that it wasn't a big deal, that, that the people that live there... Well, I, I'm thinking, Sam, the, that there should, be, there should be a curfew at the beach. 10 o'clock is good enough, don't you think so? Uh, I mean, I don't think that people that hang out there are doing anything wrong. As the woman explains, she lives down the street. That. See, there you go again. I didn't ask you that. I, I don't, said, don't you think there should be a curfew at the beaches? No, I don't think there has to be. Because, yeah, well, that's why sometimes I go around there with my cup of coffee, not late at night or anything. But the more you allow this to go on, I smell marijuana there all the time. Sometimes I can't talk there at all. Not everybody wants to smell that crap. And I'm one of them. Well, and I'm offended you don't call me Karen. You need to call me that now. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm somebody who says, who points out all the time, there is a law that says you shouldn't be smoking marijuana in your car. Uh, so there is, there are protections in place from that happening. Well, I don't think you need I to institute even, curfews over it. Well, there should be a curfew at the beach. The uh, beaches. If, it, if, it's, a public, if it's a public beach, it's a public beach. Well, yeah, but go in the daytime like a normal human being. They work a different schedule than you. 
They get out at 11 I'm o'clock sure at night. I'm sure they have days off. Do they have to be there every single night? But do you don't think that somebody who gets out of work at 11 p.m. shouldn't be allowed to go sit by the beach no, and enjoy the relaxing the scene? No, go home, take a shower, and go to bed. Well, that's that's your choice. That's the thing about America. We have freedom. Well, hey, I'm sorry, but I don't think anybody should be there because that makes you think that things are going on. Because when people are doing things, they go to places like that, beaches. That's why, just like you have your assumptions, I have mine. Yeah, and but- I think that lady is, is, is worrying I'll go, to the, there by herself? I'll go to the beach and eat a sandwich. In the middle of the night you do that? Sure, if that's when I'm out and about. Oh, and that's yeah, what are I'm you eating. hanging around there with all your friends like that at, during the night and Look, playing TV and everything else? Nobody's saying, nobody's saying that she's down there with a bunch of people. She's in the car with somebody else. They're not well, like I'm, hanging out out there and throwing parties and camping. Well, I thought I heard the story where there's more than one person hanging in there. Yeah, they're in the yeah they're in the car. So she's down there with a friend, and they're they're hanging out, talking, watching TV. Well, for some reason, it's bothering this. And another thing that I'm offended by: Why do you think that that woman has to give you a story? She called the cops. She doesn't have to do anything more than that. You guys just want to go after that story and get it onto your show. Now, everybody talks about it. You got plenty of callers. You don't have to overdo it by demanding a story. Isn't that right? Nobody demanded a story. We gave her the opportunity to tell her well, side of things. And she doesn't have the right to say no? Sure, sure she can. But if she does, that means we just have to make assumptions because we don't have her side of the story. Well, maybe she fears that you, she gives you the story. Some nasty people are going to find out sooner or later who she is and go over there. And who knows what they would do on her property? We don't know. Or She's a woman who's probably by herself. I, I don't know. I don't know the details of that. But Or and maybe... Maybe she doesn't want to the, do do it because she knows she's in the wrong. Oh, she's in the wrong, Tim. Okay. You no, know I'm saying you maybe that's why she you doesn't want to do there. it. I'm sure if you lived on the beach like she did and people were talking to you, like, you would not I like live it. on the beach. I live directly across the street from a beach. Okay, but you don't have anybody doing what they're doing. Sure we do. People pull up there all the time and hang out there. People that live in the neighborhood. Uh, you probably go out there and smoke joints with them, too. So, hey. No, I don't, par- I don't, I don't partake in that. Before I hang up, I want to know the real Male version of a Karen. Is it Stanley Irving? What is it? I believe people have referred to it as a Chad. I think oh. that is the terminology that they use. They or I think there's oh, there's some other ones too that I've heard too, but there uh, I've heard Chad That's the it. most often. That's it. I'll take it. All right. You have okay, a good day. Thank you. Take care. You too. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred callers. Hang on. I got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. No, here WB six zero five hundred. We're going to try and get all the calls in before the end of the hour. But if we don't, hang on the line because we'll pick this up right after the news, and we'll continue on with this discussion. And I will also read to you the flurry of app chat messages that I have been getting as well on this topic. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Yes, um, I'll make it quick. I listen to you guys every day. I think you're awesome. I couldn't do your job. The lady that just came off the phone, you were speaking to it. It's people like that that go out of the way to make people's life miserable. And you handle it really, really, really professional. And I want to say thank you. Well, thank I, you. I couldn't understand that woman. You made a point, but it wasn't good enough with her. And once again, I'm glad that you could deal with that. Have well, a great day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you so much for the nice words. Uh, you know, I listen, as long as we keep conversations respectful, I, it's, it's, it's fine by me if people disagree with me. Um, that's, that's the great part about discussion and discourse is you can get multiple versions, uh, you know, multiple um, um, considerations for a story. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hi, 
And good morning to you. How are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Thank you. It's the very first time I ever called. Thank uh, you. I was listening to this program, and um, th- actually the assumption uh, of the individuals calling in uh, are incorrect. Um, if there is, first, firstly, and I'm not sure, I'm not an expert, but if there is no uh, curfew at this beach, and if people assemble there when there is no curfew, that's covered under the Constitution by freedom of assembly. Sure. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. For example, if you were just to go over to Rhode Island and you would be walking on the beach at night uh, after, after sunset, then you could get arrested because there is a curfew on public beaches in Rhode Island. But if this particular beach, for any reason whatsoever, has none, then I'm sorry. Uh, you can call the police. You can, you know, you can, uh, you know, w- what's next? You're going to put a, a, one of those Apple uh, Apple uh, devices on their car so you know where they go? Right. People yeah. who are in fear, that's a sad thing. It's a sad thing. People need to, if, if anybody knows that person, maybe they could go over there and sit down and have a cup of coffee. Sounds like a pretty lonely person. No, scared of oh, you, mean, you mean with the woman, yeah. The person. I'm, I'm not, you know. The reporting party. You'll, that's you'll, correct, okay. yeah. Because uh, I don't even, I, I, whenever there's somebody that does something like this, that, that you know, I hate to say it, but assaults the Constitution, the rest of the people who listen to it, they should say, whoa, you know, you can't do that. And if you never thought of freedom of assembly before, okay. But you do have the freedom to assemble with any person of your choosing. And um, if they're in the car and they're minding their own business watching the water and there is no curfew and they're not getting out of the car, they're not walking over to your property because there is boundaries in this world. Then they're they're perfectly they're perfectly okay. I, I wonder how many of these people complaining about this situation, you know, in the when they were younger, didn't go park somewhere on a date. Oh my God, I used to do it all the time. I used to go down to Rhode Island and park on the beaches after dark. Yeah, that's, that time. could be what this is. I mean, obviously, yeah, and, the the young woman who spoke to Michael Rock might not want to say, "Oh yeah, we're coming down here to make out," but you know, maybe that's what's going on. Yeah. So I mean, you got to find a place, uh, you know. Uh, you can't do it. You can't do it on the couch in front of your mom and dad. And she okay? said that she said they have kids that live in the house. So you know maybe she who doesn't want to. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But so if if they want to put a curfew on that beach, then they should go to their local representative and pr- and promote that yeah, idea. Go through the process, sure. And and if it and you get what you want by doing it the right way. Not doing it the wrong way, and calling the police on people who aren't doing anything will be the. This person may possibly be one of the first people to complain about such a thing. Sure, I got to just hold you there because I got to take my final break. But thank you for the call. Bye, Tim. And uh, and please call again. All right, I got to take one more break. We will definitely talk about this in the next hour as well. So callers, hang on. WBSM app is... Callers, hang on. We will get to you when we come back on the other side. We are going to continue this discussion in the next hour. I will also 